Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How is it going over there? It's going good. How's it going for you? Going good. Going good. Uh, just so some of you may or may not be aware, because I did put it out on Twitter, but I don't know how much of our audience follows us on Twitter, because I don't know everybody's name and everything. Um, yeah, last week we didn't have the episode. Basically, uh, as I've been mentioning across a few different podcasts i was having my room sorted out that is now finished and basically we stopped because uh, i didn't have anything prepped because we were literally spent i was literally spending like most of my time last week doing that and then watching literally kind of just watching shows for the podcast and things like that so i didn't have a whole lot of time uh, and then we literally finished literally at about eight o'clock on sunday last week and it was like no nah, i think got you know can't uh can't do anything plus i was completely exhausted so um i just sort of you know thought hey my bed's back in my room i'm just gonna lay down and watch some shows uh but we're back uh room is done and everything um everything good on your end yeah? yep everything's cool here cool cool so yeah got all that done now just uh i've not put all my figures back and my posters and stuff but I can do that whenever, really. I've got my bed, which is the most important thing. Uh, but in between all that time, Robert, what have you been playing? A few things. Uh, a new indie-ish game uh, came out for early access called Furthest Frontier. It is a uh, city kind of building simulator kind of game. Uh, it's very early access stages, so it's very um, new into a few things. Um, it's one of those games that there's not a whole lot of meat on the bones, as it were, right now. And uh, it's just, it's an early game, but it does have some interesting premise. It's very asymmetrical in its approach, in that, you know, you need food. You don't just build a building. You have to build a building and then direct the person that's gathering the food to a specific area. Um, you build... A market to get money but you can't just build the market you got to make sure that the area that your houses are in are in a desirable area for the market and that affects bonuses and things like that um also got back a little bit into uh red dead 2 i've been giving that game another chance oh so i mostly i've just been uh um fuffing about you know kind of doing the non-story stuff um, loading time on the Series X, way, way better, <laughs> which is one of the I'd things so. um, that I uh, that kind of put me off the game. Even the first time, the loading mm-hmm. took forever. Much better graphically, also a serious upgrade to that. Um, don't know. It, I'm still it, kind of on the fence about the game, but hmm? yeah, go ahead. Um, is it uh, optimized? Is it uh, is it optimized for Series yeah, X? Uh, technically, no. It doesn't have that logo. Okay. But you can tell there's a difference. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, no, fantastic game. Red Dead Two. I I I missed that game. Um, four years old already. It's crazy. Twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. I think. Somehow, I mean, God of War twenty eighteen is a good game. It's a very good game. It's a good way to kind of revive that series, but because uh, that went up against Red Dead Two for Game of the Year, and I believe. God of War won it that year because that whole read it boy thing and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, I think Red Dead Two is a better game than God of War. Of course, that's all subjective. Um, I'm not correct about that. Um, but a- a- anything you're liking or disliking about it? Any particular things standing out? 
Uh, well, it's definitely a much easier game to play with the Series X upgrade. Uh, like I said, I'm still just kind of wandering about. I haven't gone into the online mode yet. Um, it's not like GTA Online where there's just like random wacky stuff to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just kind of there, so I'm going to try it. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah, cool to see that you're playing that. I couldn't remember if you had or hadn't played it, to be honest, because obviously it came out. I purchased it when it was on a sale. Um, so obviously with the digital copy, it was just a matter of re-downloading it. So. Right, right. Yep, good stuff. Uh, for me, I played and finished all of Moss Book 2. Uh, it's called Moss Book 2 because you read the book as the reader. Um, very good game. I'm not going to say too much about it because I did a whole 40 minute. I can't believe I talked about that game for 40 whole minutes. But anyway, uh, I did do that earlier. That podcast is out right now. Um, so I'm not going to say too much because I literally just spoke about it uh, about four hours ago. So a uh, very good game though. Gave it one of my must play ratings. We'll probably recap a bit of that in the housekeeping stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to say anything else about it. I really did enjoy it though. And it was good to get good to, good to uh, get back into some VR gaming because my VR headset had started gathering a bit of dust and that was sad because I really like VR games. But hey, if there's not a lot out there for me to play, um, then I can't really play VR games. I mean, I miss things like Iron Man VR, which we will actually be talking about today. Um, but uh, I've already played Iron Man VR, so I don't really want to play it again. Um, and then you've got things like Blood and Truth. Beat Saber's a good game. Um, but yeah, it was good to good to go and play uh, play Moss as well. So, um, and yeah, it did what I kind of wanted it to do. So there we go for Moss. And in terms of what I'm going to be playing next... Um, I found I found this game called uh, Cloudpunk. Apparently, it came out two years ago. I think it was an early access or something like that. But it got a next gen or current gen, I suppose we call it now, um, PS5 release. And as I do now and again on Boomerang, I look on the coming soon list, and um, I found it on there. And I thought, oh, Cloudpunk sounds a bit like, of course, Cyberpunk. So I looked into it because I like the Cyberpunk game. Um, and it's kind of, it's, I haven't got it yet, so I can't talk about how good it is because I haven't played it, but I looked up a bit of footage for it. It doesn't look like my usual type of thing, but I'm willing to give it a go. I, I read a, uh, watched a review, I can't remember who from, but they said it included things like haptic feedback. And if you tell me that a game's got haptic feedback, I'm going to immediately start listening. Um, and yeah, you do some, some cool stuff in like a cyberpunky sort of sort of world so i don't know if it'll be for me but i'm gonna give it a shot um it doesn't actually come out until the 26th which i believe is that friday next week 26th i think it would be um mm-hmm. so yeah, it comes out then uh between now and then um i watched because uh, I, I i did an initial um session with Sackboy. i think i streamed i can't remember if it was all of it but but a, a decent chunk of it and i liked it but you, um, I, don't, I can't remember why I fell off of that game, but because it was quite good and quite sort of fun. And then I watched, um, a bit, as I've mentioned recently, I've been watching a bit of uh, PlayStation Access, who were like a really good crew of, of people and everything. They're a really like fun, creative group of people. Um, and I went all the way back to their, uh, somehow, because YouTube, obviously, they got into my algorithm and stuff, and started recommending a bunch of uh, PlayStation Access's videos, which is the first time in a while that YouTube actually worked properly. <laughs> because it doesn't usually do things like that and then it said about like launch day streams and stuff so it took us to take me back all the way there um and then i think it was is it dave no robert and um rob and uh rosie were playing sackboy and it looked like a lot of fun so i want to kind of jump back into that and i'd 
I either couldn't remember or didn't remember or whatever that the game had haptic feedback as well. So if you can tell, I'm on the hunt a bit for games that have haptic feedback because I really like it. And I've already played a bunch of those games. So just like with um, like Astro's Playroom and with, um, what's it called? Like Ratchet and Spider-Man, they've all got haptic feedback, but I've played all of them already. So... Uh, I'm just looking for those new games. So I'm going to try and play some of those two games. Don't know when I'm going to get all of them and that type of stuff. And then in like a couple of weeks time. Last of Us Part 1 will be here. And of course that will be what I'll be playing after that. Um, but we'll have some talk today about games we won't be playing this year. Apparently. Because uh, of game delays. So before we get into that. Uh, and the news and everything. Let's talk about uh, Manscaped. Manscaped is, of course, our sponsor at the moment. And um, what do they sell? You might be wondering. They sell men's grooming products, different razors, shavers, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes, deodorants. They have different kits of things as well. So if you're looking for, like, uh, a bunch of different things, they have different kits. So you can go and look at some of those. Uh, instead of Googling Manscaped, which you don't actually need to go and do, because the link is in your show notes, if you scroll down to that to get started... Um, you can scroll down to that, click on that, that'll take you to Manscaped's website, so you can have a look for yourself. So whether you want to treat yourself, somebody else, or wherever the occasion might be, uh, Manscaped sells some very, very high quality, very good products. Packaging's really good, quality of the products are really good. Uh, from what they sent me, of course, they sent me some stuff so I could try it and tell you about it. Uh, but you might be wondering, that will cost you a certain amount of money. It will indeed, but we've got a good discount deal with Manscaped at the moment. So once you've selected what you want from their website, um, by clicking on the link in the show notes or googling it you can also do that but you've got a link in the show notes uh, sort all that out and then once you get to the checkout point there is the promo code box if you type in etalk uk which is e-t-a-l-k uk and then click apply make sure you also click apply before you buy the thing um, but to do that and then you'll get 20% taken off your order and that nice free shipping cost as well and just in case you don't want to scroll back to this point hear me say the promo to get promo code again and all that kind of stuff it's written in the show notes so you can either write it off of that or copy and paste it whatever is convenient for you but all the all the information that you need is in the show notes so go to manscapes website have a look over there choose what you want etalk uk etalk uk 20 percent off and free shipping with manscape thanks to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and of course thank you very much for listening now let's get into some housekeeping Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcast that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review 
of your choice. So if you, if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, let me just scroll down. Uh, As I mentioned uh, earlier, a few minutes ago, uh, I played and finished Moss 2, gave it a must-play rating, gave it a 9 out of 10. There was a couple of little issues I had that stopped me giving it a 10, but a must-play and a 9 out of 10 is still very much a strong recommendation. Uh, So really, really enjoyed that. That's all completely spoiler-free. The only things I basically really talk about is the new mechanics that are added. Uh, in the game because it's part of the new gameplay and that was the part that I talked about so must two really good stuff so uh, you can check out that review uh, had an anniversary ish kind of thing this week it was on the uh, it says here 18th of August for some reason uh, 19th of August um, 2022 which was the first anniversary of myself coming out uh, why is that well it's important for obviously those reasons but uh, also tying in a tv show to that conversation uh, so basically the podcast is called coming out one year later a personal thank you to love victor which is, which is of course a tv show uh, you can find that tv show itself on star on disney plus in the uk and it's on hulu in the us all three seasons all finished uh, final season and I talked about all of my journey with all of that, a lot of stuff to talk about, and how Love Victor helped me and fit into that story itself. So really good stuff. With that, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, speaking of things that I've also finished, Better Call Saul is now finished. We are to season six, episode thirteen. That is the final episode of Better Call Saul. There is no more episodes, and there is currently no more Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul shows in development. Um, which is understandable, but it's still a bit of a shame. Um, next week on Thursday. Don't know what date that will be, but next week on Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, we, me and David will be doing what we call a series wrap-up, which is where we take a look back on the whole series and have a big discussion. There won't be like a recap or anything because there won't be an episode to recap, but just a big series finale, sorry, series wrap-up uh, discussion on Better Call Saul, so look out for that next week. Also, wrapping up, maybe for good, maybe not, we don't quite know yet. Uh, Westworld had its season four finale, that's season four, episode eight. Me and David covered that. We won't be doing a series or season or podcast wrap up because none of that has sort of happened yet um basically if hbo announces that the show is not coming back we'll do a series wrap up and if the show comes back we'll just come back when the show comes back but we don't know yet Uh, there's been a lot of talk out there about what's going on with westworld but we don't know yet so we don't know where to you know we can't come back for the show yet because we don't know what's happening with it but we'll know in due course Uh, but anyway that's season four episode eight that's the current season finale um i went to see a film that film was called Jurassic World Dominion. It was the end of the current trilogy, certainly not the end of the franchise. And I disliked it very, very much. I gave it a skip rating, not a hard skip rating, uh, but a skip rating nonetheless. Very much didn't enjoy that. That's a spoiler-free review. And you can go and find out why I did not like Jurassic World Dominion. Um, do you like those Jurassic films? Because I've never heard you talk about them before. I like the very, very first one. Um, the second one was okay. The third one kind of jumped the shark, as it were, and I haven't seen any of the newer ones, the current okay. generation ones. Chris Pratt ones, yeah. Okay, just wondered. Uh, but yeah, that's for Jurassic World Dominion, and that is the last one of the trilogy, 
currently. Uh, Man United keep continuing playing football, or sort of continue playing football. Uh, 4-0 to Brentford was the newest result. That was last weekend's game. Uh, the reason we haven't played yet is because we don't play till tomorrow, which is for Monday. 22nd of August, that's against Liverpool, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, uh, last latest score line was Brentford 4, May United 0, and that was actually the score by half time. Actually, that was the score by half an hour in, I think. So there's all that going on. Um, we did a podcast update, just a short little thing, talked about our coverage of House of the Dragon and Tales of the Walking Dead. They're two new shows for spin offs for other shows uh, House of the Dragon, Tales of the Walking Dead. Uh, just talking about how we plan to cover the show, basically, just a quick little update for that. And uh, that is, yeah, that's everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get to some news. Alright, um, where should we start with this uh, thing that's going on? Um, right, I have it written down here. I was looking for a screenshot, but I got it written down here. Um, so, Assassin's Creed, Robert, is a franchise for video games. We got a, um, what would you even call this? A silly update? A stupid update? A fun? This is, this is something more like comically fun. You know when you sort of like laugh at something but you're not angry? Or you're disappointed with something, but you're not angry, or sort of comically laughing towards it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the area for that. Like when I looked at Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, it was—I mean, I don't really get angry, but it was more of a disappointed. Like, what is this? What are you doing? But this is more of a sort of <laughs> really you're doing this kind of—it's more that type of thing. But anyway, let's get into what this actually is. Looks like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is still the current Assassin's Creed game, is getting Iron Man and Thanos armor, of course, from the. MCU, or not even MCU, the Marvel uh, series of characters. Assassin's Creed fans may soon be able to wield the godly powers of Thanos and Tony Stark, according to leaked details found in the game's files. There is also footage out there of this as well. This isn't just like random screenshots. Uh, Dataminder Andy uh, Reynolds uh, has already filmed himself striking around, strutting around, sorry, like Iron Man in a new suit of armor that lets you wield a chest laser akin to Stark's arc reactor. I think it's called the Unibeam, that thing that he uses, where it's where he has like the beam coming out of his um his chest. That's actually something you can do in the Avengers game. I think it's called the Unibeam attack. I don't remember him doing that loads of times in the MCU, but he, he can of course do that. So Did it a is... couple times, but not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I think he did it in the big endgame fight or something. So um the design of the armor and especially the coloring are obviously Iron Man themed. They, they they are. They don't look exactly like him. It's like this isn't a copy and paste type thing, but it very much looks like him. But thankfully, uh, you're not actually Iron Man, and the rest of the design bears resemblance to uh, those worn by the series uh, technology Isu race. I don't know if that's a name from the series that, I've, that I'm not aware of from Assassin's Creed because I haven't played it since Valhalla. Uh, there's a white version of uh, there's a white version. This video labels as Stormtrooper-esque, but it's Iron Man. Uh, in May, the same data miner published footage of another armor set, 
Master of Elements, which lets you use, uh, sorry, lets you use a will to infinite, I don't know why you need two infinity gone, that's one of them does enough damage, snaps off, snaps away half the world. Um, two infinity gauntlet style gloves, says thanks Kotaku in here. Uh, Ubisoft is yet to announce either armor set and it's unclear whether these are a playful nod to the Marvel or some, uh, of some sort or, uh, of official collaboration. Uh, the Thanos-inspired Master of Element armor set. It's um, I'm reminded of a similar um, brand uh, crossover with Final Fantasy XV that got added for free into the Ancient Egypt's uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I don't know much about that. Late into its life, they let you wield weapons from Square Enix's game and run around on a camel mount themed like a uh, chocobo. I think that's called here. Um, in universe, I believe this was handled as um, Animus user uh, Lila, um, likely being a Final Fantasy fan and modding her user experience herself or something like that. Again, this is just weird stuff. Uh, Ubisoft are due to make a series of announcements about Assassin's Creed at its upcoming Ubisoft Forward. Remember those? things um on september 10th this uh, 21st of september uh, sorry 21st of august today so uh, that'll be next month um it's there we're expecting to get a first look at, at upcoming smaller scale stealthy assassin's creed games set in um baghdad i don't know anything about that details of which have repeatedly leaked that title once set for this year is reportedly now coming in early 2023. Speaking of delays, we have a few of those to talk about today. Uh, Valhalla, meanwhile, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the actual most recent game, will finally wrap up its enormous post-launch content uh, schedule at the end of this year with a final free story epilogue. And I have no idea what happens in that, and I also don't particularly care. Um, yeah, so where is Assassin's Creed going with this? So apparently, I didn't know about this Final Fantasy type stuff. I never quite explored those games like the later games that much um because it says that that is from assassin's creed origins which i did play that was a bayek's story who i think was an ancestor of lila lila who have which sort of replaced desmond but by replaced i mean just was the new playable character but the story with her wasn't really a replacement of his it's again it's a bit messy so yeah iron man and thanos um very cool ideas there's no there's no doubt about that like gameplay wise those are very cool things to have um and again i haven't played like all of Valhalla. i played about five hours of Valhalla before i thought to myself i hate this this isn't assassin's creed and i stopped uh, they also got the other DLCs. They had like the season pass stuff, which went on for about a year or something, and then they had the Ragnarok stuff, which completely changed everything because it went from like uh, Assassin's Creed to Norse mythology, and that doesn't make any sense to me. So, which I've talked about at length before. Um, but uh, Robert, as somebody who's even further out on the series than I, I guess I am, because uh, I used to try to care about this and really tried to care about it in the last couple of years but just can't what do you make of um iron man's armor-esque and the thanos thing being added uh, to I assassin's mean, creed it, it's just a thing i mean assassin's creed um i did play valhalla i finished the story i didn't 100 percent it um because that's not really my vibe with mm -hmm. the games plus that would take you um, a long long time to do with yeah. that game. <laughs> i mean it already had uh, as a 
collectible weapons, uh, Mjolnir and Excalibur, so it's not like it's completely out of the realm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's cool, I guess, in the sense that it's a thing. Um, outside of that, I really don't care. Right, yeah. So, again, it's like... I. My investment in the series is gone. It's just interesting to look at these things, right? And see, like, see how this series has changed. I mean, honestly, if you... I've gotten a few friends to do this, right? If you simply Google Assassin's Creed, maybe Assassin's Creed 1, specifically, and look... Just just take a general look at the game. And then if you Googled Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then you probably get some Ragnarok images. It, it's just not the... It's just not the same series i mean it really isn't um i saw a, i took a screenshot of a comment uh yeah so somebody somebody posted this i think it was kotaku who posted it and someone i thought i'd just take a screenshot of their, their comment because this is interesting it says uh, anyone else remember when they took the crossbow out of assassin's creed one because it wasn't historically accurate uh and now you've got like you know i mean fair enough the ragnarok stuff at least that's like Again, it doesn't make sense, but if you're finding, like, Mjolnir and all these other Norse, you know, Thor-type things that we know from the MCU, that at least makes sense within the context of the Ragnarok DLC. The Ragnarok DLC going from Assassin's Creed to that still makes no sense, but if you've got, like, Norse mythology-type weapons in the Ragnarok DLC, that makes sense because it's trying to do that. It trying to do that itself doesn't make any sense, but it's at least that makes a certain amount of sense. But yeah, I, I remember when, because I think it was a promotional material a long, long time ago, and it had um, Ezio, uh, no, Altair, who was the he was the first one, and he had a crossbow on his back, and then they, Ubisoft took it out of the game, probably actually for some other reason, but the, the reason they gave it at the time was this isn't historically accurate, and now like you're adding Thanos and Iron Man and Ragnarok stuff and... It's like okay, well that makes even less historical, but but that I suppose because Assassin's Creed One I think was two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. So what, fifteen years roughly? Um, oh yeah, yeah. So obviously it's a different, a bit of a different Ubisoft from now to then because that's but that's when we used to get like Rayman games and Splinter Cell games and all this other different kind of stuff. And Watch Dogs came along eventually. We just have a different Ubisoft now. That um, I wonder if you if if you said that to one of the devs of like. Hey, in the first game you took the crossbow out because it wasn't historically accurate. Now you're putting an Iron Man armor in there, which which isn't even part of the same like franchise. It, it's interesting to see what's happened with this game. It's almost kind of becoming um, again. Okay, I right. So I I don't watch Riverdale. Right. I watch Alex Myers's videos on on YouTube because they're funny. He gives like funny takes on the show, and it's 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 comically funny to see what's going on with Riverdale, especially when you look at season one. Which is like a murder mystery thing, like because it's a simple. Hey, there's a bunch of teens and young adults in this town. There's some adults and stuff. A murder happens, and season one is a murder mystery within the town of Riverdale. And then you fast forward to season six, I think it is, and it's like people have got powers and time travel and all this type of stuff. It, and you you look at something like that and you think, how did you go from that to that? And you can equate the same thing to Assassin's Creed of like, okay, 2007, simple like a embedded in the Assassin's Creed thing of like an actual creed in there and assassins and things like that very simple and you know historical and all this you go from that all the way to this which is a longer period of time because Riverdale's been going on six or seven years whatever but Assassin's Creed's been around for 15 years 
Um, but still, you go from like, oh, we can't put a crossbow in the game in the first one to, oh, we're 15 years into this now and we're adding an Iron Man armor. You can kind of equate the what's happened with Riverdale and what's happened in Assassin's Creed as the same thing, which is just you've gone off the rails. But not not in the way that makes like me angry anymore. It's just sort of like, okay, cu- curiously, like comedically sort of, where where are you going next? Just just okay, just like just take the uh take the seatbelt off kind of thing and just 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 go wild with it. Let's see how wild you can just go with this with this franchise. It's it's kind of gotten to that point. So cuz like I I admit when I was playing Valhalla and it clicked for me of like no this wasn't the, this isn't the series anymore that I knew and loved. That was when it was like disappointment and again not really anger but frustration of like what are you doing here? But then you do this stuff, and it's like, okay, this is just funny. Like, it's just stupid funny stuff. And and hey, again, if you're somebody who's brought Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you spent your money on this game, and you enjoyed the game, and you look at this and you think, oh, that's cool, I can jump in and use Iron Man armor or Thanos armor. Cool, you paid for your copy of the game, you're happy with it. It is what it is. Um, you know, we, we, we're not going to knock people for enjoying games that are out there. But I'm just giving you my view of, like, looking at this and thinking... This is just comedically funny, and I'm not angry about it. Um, I I still miss like because I went, but I saw this recommendation thing, this like Desmond scene from Assassin's Creed Three, and I clicked on it, and it was like a couple of minutes long, and it was this big like scene in the game where Desmond reached like the peak of his character development, and I was like, I miss these days. I wasn't angry or annoyed or disappointed. I was just like, I miss these days. You know, this this, this that that's my Assassin's Creed. You know, and I I miss that. So, plus I I genuinely miss it because it's not like it's it's not like they finished that story and then just moved on. They just ditched the old story and then just swapped Desmond out for Lila, and then again, not even in a story sense, just in a sort of like, oh, you play as her now, and we're gonna give you a completely different set of ancestors that have no connection to the others, and they didn't finish what they were doing before and where they were going with things. And I remember. I think Nolan North, uh, is even Nolan North or Troy Baker, um, said about like one of the plans that they had, which was like this Desmond time travel type stuff, and that sounded quite cool. And they just they basically just ditched it. Um, I don't really know why, but they just ditched it and then went with this Lila story. So, and again, I don't have I don't have a problem with Lila as a character. She serves her own purpose, which is different to Desmond's. But I'm not interested in that that thing, that story, whatever it is now. So. Anyway, uh, we can swiftly move on from that. Uh, I've got a bit of a controversial stuff to talk about here, Robert, which sometimes is the case with different things. Uh, so Spider-Man, which is a great game. Again, that was one of the other games that came out in 2018. That was a really strong year for, for games, wasn't it? We had Spider-Man, we had Detroit, I think. We had Red Dead Redemption 2. God of War it was a good year for games. Uh, and one of the big games that came out from that year that people really enjoyed was Spider-Man. The kind of revival wasn't based off a film or anything. It was, wasn't was a licensed tie-in game. Um, now, I've not paid any attention to the PC date news or anything because I haven't needed to because I'm not going to play this game on PC. Um, the game came out for PC. I didn't know. I hadn't followed any of it. And, of course, on PC, you can mod certain things in a game. Um, I've never, like tinkered around with doing that myself i've not really got the specific interest to do so that's very much a pc thing um i just it's something i've never done but i i've seen mods here and there you know i've seen like um what was it i think somebody took like sifu 
uh, which obviously is that like corridor to corridor fighting game and they swapped out the character for like daredevil which is you know trying to get some of those good memories from the daredevil show when you get those corridor fight scenes i remember there was a mod for that game where somebody modded the character to play as shaggy obviously there's the there's the what is it the dragon ball z sort of super saiyan meme for for shaggy which they put into multiverses there's fun things that you can do with mods certainly uh this one's not quite so fun some people are confused as to why this is causing a stir and some people um are on the side that i'm on but we'll just talk about what this is so in the spider-man game um both in this version and in the ps4 and 5 version there are different flags around the city some of them are american flags obviously because spider-man is in america and some of them are pride flags of course that is for the lgbtq community which i'm a part of um i've not yet been to a pride festival unfortunately hopefully that will happen one day because they look like fun and i'd like to go um but yeah there's a few uh, pride flags uh, around the city obviously it's a very big new york city so somebody um took it upon themselves to um remove i don't know if it was just one or multiple pride flags because there's, there's more than just one throughout the game to remove the pride flags from the game, again you can do this through modding, I don't know exactly how it works because I've never done it, and replace those flags with American flags. Now some, I was in a discussion on Facebook, it was a relatively surprisingly healthy discussion because you know people can get a bit people can get a bit mad on the internet Robert, I don't know if you knew that, <laughs> but um, it was a relatively healthy discussion, some people were a little bit more aggressive but see the thing is for me right, with online discussions I'm somebody who's able to have an adult debate debate sort of heavy conversation but once you start getting you know insulting me or getting rude or whatever that's when I'm like okay I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mute this conversation you know turn off the notifications for this conversation and just leave it you, you know when you realize you're at a point with an online conversation and you think there's no way for me to push my point forward that's when you mute the that's when you turn off the comment things or whatever and you step away but that hadn't really happened now I had said to a few people Okay, because you've got to ask the, the question, right? Okay, people like to have fun with mods, and, and the two that I just mentioned, which was like, hey, the Sifu game is a fighting game, and which characters could look cool doing this? Like, the, the more funny one, which is the Shaggy Super Saiyan thing, and somebody who's like a fighting character, which is Daredevil. Those are fun things to do in the game, and that's where you, you look at those videos. There's like a, probably a bunch of those Sifu videos online. Whereas, like, people have probably modded, I don't know, Batman or, you know, all sorts of different fighting characters. That's a cool, fun thing to do that doesn't hurt anybody. You're not offending anybody. But the question I have to pose for this is why would you bother to do this? Why, why, why would you... And th th there's different, like... Yeah, wh why, why would you bother to choose to do that? Like, why wouldn't you... I don't know. If there isn't... If there's a Spider-Man skin in the game that's spider-man's not got would you then do a mod to where you change spider-man's thing could you mod like venom into the game could, could you do something interesting or fun with with modding um or change one of the buildings to something else um or put i don't know change one of the cars to a batmobile it's something which would be actually fun and interesting um so again for, for me this wasn't a case where i was like raging on the internet or whatever this was like oh this is this this kind of sucks this feels like a bit of a i did use the word attack it does feel like a sort of because re really why 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 would you do that in in the game why would you and this wasn't just with one pride flag it was like this person was sort of going around the game and doing this to a lot of the different flags um 
Robert, what do you kind of make of this situation? And what, what what do you think of this in terms of maybe other mods that you've seen online, like I've mentioned? Uh, well, in terms of mods, I mean, there's always going to be a thing like that. Um, there's always going to be people expressing their opinions like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of sort of on a very base level understand it in the sense that everything is so politicized these days that Mm -hmm. everything feels like a political statement. Uh, Not that I agree with it per chance, but I can, like I said, I can kind of understand it. Um, Outside of that, I'm not quite sure how it made the news because somebody would have to tell somebody else about this as a thing, unless the developers were like going into the code of how other people are modding the game. Right. Tracking the mods. To know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think because um, what what happened as a result of this was the mod itself. I don't know if the modder or the mod itself, or maybe both, was was ta- was like banned, was taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the, so the actual again. I don't. I'm not all quite like up to date with how mods and stuff work because I don't. I don't do this stuff. But from what I understand, from what I'd read afterwards, was that the the physical function of, I think, taking the pride flag off. I don't know if it's all flags or, or whatever in the game. The mod itself was like banned, and I think because so, obviously you'd you'd go in there, you'd have your what Steam profile or whatever it would be. I think the person mm-hmm. who made it was banned, but I, I'm the the thing I do remember reading, which is that the the function to do it was taken off of the community thing or, or whatever it was. So yeah, but um, the, the question I have to ask the the other way around. Is if you are, because I again, I I have no idea who this person is. I I doubt they're from the LGBTQ community because I don't know what. If you're in that community, I don't know why you would do it. In that case, that makes even less sense. Um, but to just kind of put, and I'll I'll probably never know the answer to this question because I don't know who the person is. If you're somebody who's doing that, how do you expect? Because again, wide wide variety of people in this LGBTQ community, you know, which is why there's the different letters because it's not just one thing there's multiple things and different queer people have the different ways of um queers like the shorter way to cover the whole thing um and it's the term that you can use uh they've all got their own different opinions about things and there's even some lgbtq members that just say lgb without the t so they don't like trans people but they stand with people that change their sexuality but not the gender part that that i don't really understand i've not really interacted with those people but just in general if you're somebody who's done something like that how do you expect somebody from that community to respond to that because that's always been kind of my argument against because some people were saying like oh you know this is just freedom of speech he can do whatever he wants with his game that's true that person paid for that game um but why would you choose to do that with it uh, and I, I can't stop this person. I'm not going to try to or whatever. And the thing's done now anyway. But when when you do something like that, and it's not the worst thing you can do to a queer person. It's not actually like physically attacking somebody or anything. It's just saying, hey, I'm going to take this flag out of the game because I feel like it or wh- wh- whatever they've done it. And if you were to say to somebody, like, oh, it's just it's just something I'm doing. It's just my opinion. It's It goes back to my point of... Okay, so if that's a point that you put forward, do you expect people from that community to not fight back against that? Like, where where does where where's that expected to go? You know, like, do you expect the fight back? And if you 
do expect the fight back. What do you expect to happen with the gist of 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 that? So I yeah I I don't get it. It's it's kind of silly. Uh, again, it's this person's game. They've paid for it. Um, they can make mods. Just make a mod that's more interesting. It's actually fun. Um, I'm sure there's lots of things that you can do for a, a mod in this game. And it, I mean, it's a superhero game, so yeah. But again, the the question I just want to pose is to to that person or anybody who thinks that's like a normal thing to do is do you do you did you not expect to have fight back against it or were you just expecting to have fight back against it i don't know because i don't have that mindset so uh it's annoying it's stupid and uh yeah anyway so just uh just make more interesting mods is is what i'm asking um and don't take away flags that mean things to people so uh anyway let's talk about some uh, let's move on from that and talk about um, a little series that you've been playing, Robert, and some sales related to it. Uh, so this comes from Shinobi602, who's a, who's a very nice person to follow on Twitter, by the way. If you if you want to follow nice people on Twitter, he's a very nice person to follow on Twitter. He does a lot of like gaming posts and things like that. Um, has said, Grand Theft Auto V has now sold in nearly 170 million units. <laughs> Since its original launch, Red Dead Redemption 2 has now sold 45 million units. And he says, absolutely nuts. And it says more here on uh, Take-Two-Games' website. Um, what what's, what I find kind of funny about this, it, it, in a good funny sort of way, is... Because the, the average... Because these are both third-party games. You can buy this game on Xbox, PlayStation... And PC, right? Because you can still get at least with GTA Five, you can get that on Xbox 360, Xbox One, Series X. You can get this game on PC, PS4, PS5, PS3. Uh, with Red Dead Two, you're a little bit more limited, but you've still got what PS5, PS4, uh, Xbox One, yeah, Xbox One, and uh, Series X. So those aren't Red Dead isn't and of course PC. Red Dead isn't available on as many things and hasn't been around as long. But what I find interesting about this, if you have, so let, let's say a AAA third-party game. So let's say something like Tomb Raider, just just a random example. If there's news that a Tomb Raider game has sold, and again, different studios have their different aims for things, don't they? I, mem- I remember when Fallen Order had sold some units and EA was like, hey, it's not really quite enough. Let's say a new Tomb Raider game came out. And it sold, let's say, between 5 to 10 million copies. To me, in my eyes, that's, okay, that's pretty good. Maybe pretty good. Again, if it's uh, Square Enix, they might have a different business thing in mind for that. So if we look individually here at Red Dead Redemption 2, right, 45 million units. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a lot. That's a, a lot of units sold for a game. I mean, again, your average... Because um, even something that's a bit more limited with first party, I think Spider-Man reached, I think I've read like 10, 15 million units, which is a lot. But again, the difference there with Spider-Man, and this was before the PC launch, that was only on PS4 and PS5. That wasn't on PC at that point, and it wasn't on Xbox. So 45 million units is a hell of a lot. But it's sort of... It's funny because you look at you look at these two numbers, right? And you think, oh, wow, 170 million, which is, gosh, that's a lot of, of units. And then you kind of look at Red Dead and you think, oh, it's only 45. But 45, like if, if this news is reported, but the GTA 5 part isn't reported, 
you might look at it and think, oh, wow, 45 million units. But then when you look at the other bigger number, you think, oh, gosh, 170. Oh, Red Dead 2 isn't doing as great. Even though 45 million units is still an incredible amount of uh, units sold for a game. Um, anyway, Robert, what do, you, what do you make of these still ridiculously high numbers for uh, these two games? Yeah, I think a lot of the GTA numbers is from the online function. Because GTA Online is just bonkers kind of fun with flying cars and yep, yep. laser beams and whatnot and the stunt races. Um, Red to 2 is just because visually it's a very impressive game. Um, I'm still not a fan of some of the functions, like for the fact that universally, for the most part, uh, left trigger is aim and look down sights. But in Red Dead 2, you have to left trigger to activate your options for speech to chat yeah. to talk to some people and i've had to restart and cancel a couple of things because i've accidentally shot you know fired around in the air and that freaks people out uh-huh, understandably yeah. um yep. you know <laughs> if i was standing around and somebody drew fired out too um but still the fact that that can happen very easily in the game mm. is kind of an issue but it's just one of those things you got to work around. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are very, very impressive numbers. Not going to deny that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, when I mentioned about the uh, COD conversation we had two weeks ago, and I said the three juggernauts of video games is GTA, FIFA, and um, Call of Duty. Now, the only difference with GTA is you don't get a game every year. You do pretty much with FIFA and COD, barring next year when COD's going to skip next year. See, Red Dead could be a big... I mean, it is a big giant. Like, I can't remember Red Dead 1's numbers. Obviously, that would be big as well. But 45 million units is still incredible. It just doesn't look as big when you've got 170 next to it. But um, mm-hmm. it's... I don't know. I mean, again, still a lot. They've probably made loads of money back on and all that and everything. But Red Dead... I mean, the difference is with Red Dead is it's set in a obviously very particular time period, like the Western time period, and you can only go so far forward in time with that, whereas obviously GTA V's always set in, like, either slightly back in time or you can do literally modern-day games. You can't really do a modern-day Red Dead Redemption 2 game. I mean, you could do, like, a Wild West game. It just wouldn't really be... This, it wouldn't be that age of the sort of Wild West stuff, would it? Um, which they kind of mentioned a little bit in the Red Dead story as well, Red Dead 2 story. Um... If if Red Dead wasn't as limited as a, as a series, because again, like you've mentioned with the online stuff, it doesn't make sense to have like flying cars in Red Dead Two. Uh, I mean, you could, it just wouldn't really look right, or like flying horses or something, you know. Um, so it is a more limited series of what you can do with it. But I I guarantee that if Red Dead wasn't as much of a limited idea or, or like limited as, as a series, you probably would get more Red Dead games. And it could be I I th- I don't know whether it could be like on a hundred and seventy million scale thing, but what I'm saying is Red Dead Two could be or Red Dead Redemption as a franchise could be an even bigger juggernaut than what it is if you had more games more regularly. But I don't really know how you do that. So and again, I'm not a person who's in board meetings pitching games and stuff. So yeah, because uh, we kind of seen with because when they announced Red Dead Online, the general consensus which you'd said at the time and I kind of agreed with or what everybody had kind of said was like. Okay, you can't really do the same. It's cool, like Red Dead Online, you can do heists and things like that with your friends. 
but you can't really add the same stuff that you've got with Grand Theft Auto because it just it doesn't work the same way in the series unless you like break cannon and you do start having flying horses or whatever. Um, uh, which uh, hey, if because apparently Red Dead Online is dying, if you want to jump the shark and, and just risk it, or whatever, just do it for the sake of it. Now would be the time to do that. Just shove whatever you want into that world, but I, I don't know how that would be received by players. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's Red Dead 2. Basically, Rockstar's doing alright. Rockstar and Take 2, they're doing alright. <laughs> so they're selling a lot of copies of, of just two games. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. As long as what you do with that money is a good thing, because otherwise you look at a situation like Manchester United, and Man United make a lot of money. But the Glazers take from Man United and don't put back in. As long as the what you do with your profits is good... Uh, instead of putting it in your own back pocket as the owner and never seeing it again, um, as long as what you're doing with that Red Dead and GTA money, which we're supposed to be getting a GTA 6, as long as what you're doing with that is good, then you're in good hands. It's just when you get when you get the people in suits, so to speak, that just go, oh, money, put that in my pocket, and then they wait for the next lot of money, put it in their pocket, uh, which is what the Glazers do, by the way, with Man United. I just want to say something else on that front. If somebody tells you that Man United, because there's, there's been a bit of word going around recently, I'm sorry to go off, like, off topic a bit, but there's been a bit of a word going around recently of like, oh, Man United need to raise funds to get more transfers in. It's, it's absolute bullshit. It, it's completely not true at all. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, like, if somebody tells you that Man United don't have a lot of money, they, they don't know the truth. So... Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Gotham Knights, not the TV show, uh, the video game, has officially gone gold um, and will release on October 25th. I just realised the date, because I don't know if I remembered the date or had forgotten it. Gotham Knights hasn't really been at the forefront of my mind, let's just say that. Uh, it's been in the back of my mind. Um, I've been sort of interested and intrigued to see it. So I just mentioned just now, Robert, um, the three juggernauts of gaming, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and FIFA. Now, DC is a big property. It's a very big property. And obviously, Gotham Knights is a part of DC's properties. But there's been some gameplay stuff that's come out that people haven't been as thrilled with, myself included. So this game comes out on October 25th, and the new Call of Duty, which still is the biggest game juggernaut in gaming alongside GTA and FIFA... Is coming out on the 28th of October. Uh, and again, there might be fans out there who don't care about COD at all. They're hardcore DC fans or they really like DC. And they'll buy this game and not Call of Duty. There will be those people out there. But for general game sales, if somebody's a bit more on a budget. Or if somebody only wants to buy one game at a time. Um, COD's a big name. And... The, the the name itself of Gotham Knights, I don't know I don't know how much weight that, that holds. The name of Gotham, obviously, you know, where Batman lives and all that, that holds some weight. But I don't know I don't know that the name Gotham Knights holds as big a weight as Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Again, different franchise, different series, different interests from different people. But I just realised that there's like a couple of days difference between that. Um Robert, what are your thoughts on Gotham Knights and what do you think of that being so close to COD? Uh, I don't know. I you know you if you showed me a Venn diagram of the fans of those two franchises and how much that would overlap, I don't know that it would overlap a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you're always gonna run into a game 
that's up against some other game that's up against something else. I'll talk about I mean, that that's in a something. Yeah, that's something that you just can't escape. Um, so yeah, it's not that big of a deal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it uh, all goes. Uh, we've got like a slight gaming drought, sort of. Sort of like right now, like Last of Us One, which if you've played the first one, you don't interest in the in the remake, remake or whatever. Last of Us One's for a particular crowd, of course. Other than that, there's not a whole lot coming out sort of right now. Like, we're not in that sort of February-March period where we had, like, Sifu and Dying Light and Elden Ring and all these other games. Like, we're not in that sort of period right now. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how both do. My guess would be that Call of Duty Modern Warfare will completely outsell every game this year. I, I, I think Modern Warfare will be the biggest selling game of the year. But I'll be curious to see how Gotham Knights does. Uh, just some comments on the gameplay itself. I watched a video, uh, there's another YouTuber I follow who's, I, I don't always agree with his opinions, which is fine. I, I, I'm capable of watching a YouTuber who has nice opinions that the actual opinion itself I don't agree with. Um, watched, uh, been watching a guy called Luke Stevens. Um, his presentation of his really, videos is really good as well. He did a, uh, I think it was like a 20 minute breakdown of uh, an IGN First video, which was for, for some Batgirl gameplay. And in that video, I pretty much, me, me, him, and his chat all kind of agreed with each other. Because it was, I think it was a clip from his Twitch stream that he was doing or, or something like that. I, I, again, I'm not familiar with, like, everything that he does. I just sort of see videos and I, I, I and I watch them. Um, but, yeah, him, his chat, and me, like, I wasn't in the chat, but I was agreeing with the, the two of them. Was like, this looks cringy, this looks weird, why didn't they do this, why didn't they do that, why doesn't this look this way? And I was like... Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything. Um, so yeah, again, there's games that he's talked about that I've watched videos for, and I'm like, no, nah, I kind of disagree, but that's that's completely fine. You know, I don't I don't want to watch a YouTuber and just nod nod and agree at every single thing that they say, because then there's no sort of discussion points, which is uh, one of the interesting parts. Um, what wh- what have you seen so far for Gotham Knights? His uh, gameplay? They've put out a few different things. I've seen a little bit of it. Nothing that really screams out, I have to play this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look bad, bad per se. It just doesn't look like a game that I would normally play. So. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the things I took away from that Batgirl video, which is one of their longer ones, is if we remember, they cancelled the previous gen versions, so the Xbox One and PS4 versions. And said that this isn't this is an only current gen game, so PC, PS5, Series X. It just doesn't come across as a game like that. Um, both like like graphically, again, I don't always appreciate graphics, but I know when a game looks good and when it doesn't. And when a game is like pushing the, uh, I know I know when a game's like pushing the boundaries graphically, and like doing interesting things with next gen or current gen sort of gaming. This just doesn't come across to me like that. I I, I look at this game. And I look at things that I've ran on my PS4, so like God of War, Last of Us, uh, Arkham Knight, which is from the same franchise. And I look at those games, which those games demanded some stuff. And I mean, um, Arkham Knight was from 2015, was it, or something like that? So, so something around that point in time. Um, and I'm like, okay, how can Arkham, how can PS4 run Arkham Knight but not this? And that is a fair comparison because it's from the same franchise with similar game mechanics. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I'm not looking at this game and thinking, yeah, this can't run on PS4. Like, I'm just not seeing that. Um, but I, I have been asking for more Warner Brothers Discovery, I suppose. 
and Disney games, uh, specifically Marvel and DC and Star Wars, this falls into that category, so I'm still going to try it. So, because who knows, it could be better than what I'm expecting, and I come on the podcast and be like, hey, this game is better than what I thought it was, and that's what I hope happens. So, but that's Gotham Knights for you. Uh, speaking of, Robert, games moving out of the way of things, we have a few this week. Um, let me go to my first one here. Hogwarts Legacy, which is a game I've been very excited for, um, such as some other people have on Twitter as well, some of those people I've followed and had good conversations with. Uh, so this is from the Hogwarts Legacy Twitter account. It says, Hogwarts Legacy will launch on February 10th, 2023. It was previously slated for uh, Holiday 2022, an ominous Holiday 2022 release. Hogwarts Legacy will, will launch on February... Um, 10th 2023 for PlayStation, Xbox and PC. The Nintendo Switch, I had no idea this game was coming out on Switch. Apparently it is. Uh, launch date will be revealed soon. The team is excited for you to play, but need a little bit more time to deliver the best possible game experience. Let me just look at my screenshot that I've got here. Yeah, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, that includes S as well. Xbox One, Steam and PC. And apparently Switch. Um, now, I've been somebody who's following this game, Robert. Um, I remember a PS4 logo or listing somewhere. I do not remember any discussion about this game being on Switch. Do you remember that happening? Not off the top of my head, but then again, I don't really follow it as hardly as you do. So. Right, yeah. Um, but no, in their like trailers and promotional material, I don't remember hearing or seeing anything about Switch. Uh, so I was talking with somebody online and we're like, yeah, we're disappointed. You know, we were looking forward to playing this game this holiday. But hey, they they clearly have seen that, like, something not quite, maybe not quite right or just some polish in some areas or whatever the case may be. Maybe they want to add stuff. Who knows what the development situation might be like. And I said, look, you know, yeah, yeah take your time. Uh, make a game that's, you know, you don't, we don't want this game to come out and be broken. We don't want it to come out and be like, ah, oh, that was good. It could have been better. We want this game to come out and be like, wow, this is really good. That's what you want your games to do. Um, so if they need to make a delay, I mean, it sucks. I wanted to play it this year. I wanted to have it as a Game of the Year nominee for this year, if it was going to be as good as I hope it's going to be. Um, but the interesting part about that is, so we had, it was delayed from a release date that wasn't quite a release date, which was just holiday 2022, which could be November, December, then delayed and given an actual date. Which I like that actually, because instead of just being like, "Hey, this game's coming out at some point in 2023," we don't know. Just just bump it to 2023, which would be like, "Okay, so you haven't really got a sort of window period like Q1, Q2, three, four, like when roughly you pushing this game to?" But we have a date with it, which is which is really good. So February 10th, 2023. So that's good. Um, yeah, take your time with it. Um, I'm disappointed that I can't play it, you know, right now because I'm looking forward to it. But it's good to be looking forward to a game. Um, it's just a shame that we won't be able to play it this year. But that's the first of our delays. Second one that we've got is... Where's my screenshot for this one? There we go. Um, Deliver Us Mars, which is a second edition to Deliver Us the Moon. I don't know if they're actually sequels of each other. Uh, But Deliver Us Mars has been delayed uh, on PS5 and PS4 to February 2023. Uh, No specific date given for that. But again... Even if you just say, hey, somewhere around February, it's at least a window, you know, it's not sort of a just, hey, dump it to next year, we don't know when it's out, we have no idea. Um, I've seen some gameplay footage of this game, I've not talked about it a ton, it looks really good, it looks really, really good. Uh, I've mentioned it, I think, once before, I think there was an episode where you uh, had to go to work or something like that, I did one of the solo episodes, this was a few months ago, 
And one of the devs on the team said that um, they took inspiration from The Last of Us. Which, if you're saying that to me, to pitch a game, you're doing it right. (laughs) You're doing something right. And um, I looked at the gameplay, and of course, yeah, it's a different genre. It's sci-fi and, you know, survival sort of stuff. But I can see bits of Last of Us in this game. Not specifically Last of Us 1 or 2, but just kind of thematically. I can kind of see parts of it in there. But, um, no, I watched the, like, the video thing for this on the PlayStation Store. Because it was originally 27th of September, I think the date was. Which would, have, which would have been at the end of the month from when Part 1 of Last of Us is getting released. And it looks it looks pretty good. It looks interesting to me. Uh, again, unfortunately, we won't be able to play it this year. It won't be out in September. But February 2023 is what we have for this one. Uh, Robert, have you heard of either Deliver Us the Moon or Deliver Us Mars? No, I have not heard of it. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, the first one was a bit of time ago. Um my experience with that game was getting the getting the spaceship to lift off and then I stopped playing it for some reason. I can't remember why, but that was that. But this one looks pretty good. So Yeah, that's all that stuff. I uh, just a couple more things to talk about here. Um we have some very interesting Iron Man re- related news. I'll save the best piece for last. Uh, Avalanche Studios, the team behind the Just Cause series, uh, it's been a while since we've had one of those actually, uh, was apparently working on an Iron Man game for multiple years before Marvel and DC, uh, DC Disney pulled the plug on the project. It says uh, Marvel cancelled an open world Iron Man game from the studio behind Just Cause. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Iron Man VR, the game I've talked about here and there, developer. Camouflage, spelled a bit differently, but it sort of says camouflage, um, has admitted it's all in on virtual virtual reality right now. Um, I've spoken, you know, here and there a few times about Iron Man VR. I think it's the best Marvel and DC game out there. Uh, I've done a top five uh, podcast recently for top five best Marvel and DC games. I'll let you figure out where I put it on that list. Um, I loved it. I thought it was very underrated, very sort of even underlooked. Um, it had the same problem that Moss 2 had, which was basically a complete lack of promotion of any kind. Um, and I didn't know when either game was out until I randomly found them, much later. Um, I would love, 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 love an Iron Man VR 2. Um, and... The the only thing you'd have to really kind of do, which is what I ask for for most video game sequels like this, which is take a look at Iron Man 1, to Iron Man VR, have a look at what was good, have a look at what was bad, obviously keep the good, take out the bad as much as you can, but look at it and think, okay, we have these mechanics in the game, obviously it's a very mechanic heavy game, like, okay, how are you controlling Iron Man, what are we doing, what controls are we using, can we make the flying better, can we make the shooting better, can we introduce new types of rockets... Uh, new suits, maybe that kind of stuff. What can we do to look at our previous game and think, okay, how can we add things to this game that will evolve it, improve it, make it better? And as I mentioned on my Moss podcast earlier, Moss Two did that in a very good way. Uh, so that's what I—that's that's the minimum that I'd kind of ask for for an Iron Man VR Two. Although the minimum I'd ask for is it, its existence, really. <laughs> so, um. But in terms of, so, so presumably this cancelled open world game from Just Cause developer, which I can kind of see that working. I mean, I'm not the biggest like Just Cause fan. I've dipped into the games here and there very briefly. 
But yeah, when I think of how Just Cause plays, I can see that kind of working with Iron Man. That that kind of literally flying around, obviously you'd have different things to use. You can't fly around in the same way. Um, But that kind of flying around, causing chaos, shooting things in big open areas. Obviously Iron Man would thrive in that type of environment. I could see that working. Um, I'm kind of bummed that this game, even though I don't know anything about it, the, the, the idea sounds interesting to me, this cancelled Iron Man game. But if we've got comments from the developer of Iron Man VR saying that they're interested in staying in the VR space, I don't know, basically, hopefully, in one way, shape, or form, we'll get another Iron Man game at some point. Um, Robert, what do you make of... I guess these two pieces of news kind of disconnected, but coming out around about the same time. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a bummer that you're not going to get an Iron Man 2 VR. I say you because I don't own a VR equipment or setup, but I know you played it and I know you loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm always a fan of people getting sequels of games they love, but financially it does make sense that you're probably not going to get a sequel because... Obviously, VR is a very small niche of the subset of PlayStation uh, 5 and 4 users. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, it just doesn't make economical sense in terms of making a market, um, especially for a VR game, which I got to imagine is kind of expensive to make. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Also, just a general question. I mean, Moss... Great games, love both of them. No, no sort of massive issues with them. But in terms of IP, why did nobody promote this game? I mean, this is a. I, I get, I get it. VR's got a certain barrier to entry, but this is Marvel we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, and I mean, at the time because they showed it off. I remember at like a play, a state of play or a PlayStation event or something like that. And even myself. Obviously, I hadn't played it at that point. Myself and many others, the way that they presented that first trailer made it look a, b- a bit like <coughs> an on-the-rail shooter. And I remember when I played it, and I was like, "Oh, this is this isn't that at all. Why did you why did you advertise it like this? Um, why did you show it like that in the trailer? Like you you should have what they should have done with that first trailer is made it look like what it actually is, which is like, oh no, you can fly around in open space within where you are, and you can do these these different things." But um, after the, uh, honestly, like after that initial trailer came out, I can't remember any other like, "Hey, I'm VR is coming out this date" or, or whatever. It just sort of poof, got got released with no promotion. And the same thing has happened here with Moss Two. Sony does at certain points have a problem with that because they did think they did the same thing with um, Concrete Genie. Do you remember that game? It was you play as this kind of young teenager, maybe about thirteen or, or something like that, and he had like bullies that were chasing him or whatever or, or that were after him. But your friend was this like magical paintbrush, and you would paint things on the wall to make things happen in the game. And it got an initial trailer, and then no promotion whatsoever. And then a few months later, it was just dumped onto PS Plus. Which when when a game gets dumped onto PS Plus that quickly, you know it's not sold well. So, and I get it, you've got your big God of Wars and Last of Us and Uncharted and uh, all this other kind of stuff, Horizon, those are your big games, but, again, this is Marvel we're talking about. Like, why didn't you, I don't know why you didn't try to sell this game better or promote it better, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, 
that is, is that all my stuff? Game delays, yeah, Hogwarts, Deliverus Moon, Mars rather, uh, Iron Man News, Gotham Knights, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll do it. We'll do the emails first. They're a bit related to things that we've talked about here, and then we'll get to you, your news, Robert. If that's all good, yeah, that's uh, cool. Cool, uh, Harrison. By by the way, how you can write into the show? I usually do this at the end, but these are related to what we talked about. Uh, you can write in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got, either about anything that we've talked about or anything that you want to talk about. Let us know what you're playing, if you're enjoying it, or whatever the case may be, or your thoughts on the different news or any news that we've not seen that you might want us to talk about. Matthew at Entertainment Talk the Dog, Twitter E Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's an email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in your show notes. Harrison writes back in. Says a whole bunch of game delays. COVID question mark. Or to move away from COD and God of War. Um, I think it's both things. Um, I don't think the COVID issues. With um, game development. Are possibly as bad now as what they were. In 2020. But when you have a long development cycle of something like a game where you can be you can be making a game from anywhere between a year to fifteen years to anywhere in that time frame. But if you've got like, hey, we want to get to this point by this point and this point by this point so that we can release the game at this point and something like COVID hits and you have to do a bunch of like work from home stuff, people might not have the same resources at home or kids might distract them because we've seen videos like that before, it can set things back a bit. And I think that's had a bit of a longevity effect on games. Um, I, and we've heard game developers game developers talk about it, of like, you know, trying to arrange Zoom calls and all this kind of stuff. Instead of calling somebody into the office and they'll be there in two minutes, it's like, oh, you've got to do them on a Zoom call and you've got to arrange it all. And I, mean, I don't know fully what that's like, but uh, again, it was a big shift and it would have been, it would have been disruptive. So I think that, 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 I don't think that's playing a part of it right now. I think that's a more sort of like, that happened within the last couple of years and it's affecting games now i do do think that's possibly the case um moving away from uh i almost said cod of war uh, cod and god of war um so god of war is what november not november is it november 11th november 10th it's november something right and then cod is 28th of october um again you've got like I mean, Harry Potter's a pretty big IP. Uh, again, that, that delay might have been a bit different. That might have been... And there might obviously just be sim- simple things of like, hey, this get, we know in what the next four months our game won't be ready because we're not at a certain point or whatever, so we're simply just going to delay our game. But I do think there's an element, certainly, of like, God of War is going to sell big. Call of Duty, obviously, you don't need to explain that at all. And let's move away from it all. I mean, the the only other games you've got You've got the Callisto Protocol, which I think comes out December 2nd or something. Um, so that's a bit of a gap away from God of War. Um, I suppose it depends. Like If, you're, if you've if you got a game that you don't think is going to sell as well as some of these games, which apparently Gotham Knights has no issue with that, because it's going to come out three days before the new COD does, um, you could potentially look at that and think, okay, yeah, we need to move our game away from COD because it's COD and it's going to swallow us. Um, I wonder as a developer, when when you look at like, okay, October 28th, massive COD game coming out, how far away from that, like, do we want to come out before that game comes out, or somehow come out after it, even though that's a more long-term sort of game? Like, God of War, most people will sort of play that campaign for, what, the 10, 12, 15 hours it will take them, 
or 20 if you're doing more stuff. Um, finish the game, delete it, and move on, right? And then they'll move on to your game, maybe. COD is like, people can be playing that multiplayer for years. So I kind of wonder for for those dev- those devs, when you're looking at two kind of different beasts like God of War and COD, and you're thinking, when should we, when should we go, you know? And apparently some of these developers think that February is a good, like, that's a few months away. So, uh, Robert, what do you think of the delays situation? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's always delays. It's not like delays are a new thing because of mm-hmm. COVID. There's always been that. I mean, think about how often Cyberpunk got delayed. It was first yeah. announced, what, in 2014? Something like that. Something like that. Um, there's rumors floating around that Dead Island 2 isn't going to make a comeback. That what, um, the what, sorry? Dead Island 2. Oh, oh, that game. <laughs> yeah, that game that got announced in 2015. Um, I game. saw a thing on YouTube the other day saying that a, a listing popped up on Amazon for Dead Island 2. That game got um, announced that, before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that far, but no. pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. All you can just do is hope that when the game does come out, that it's not busted as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what what do you think of the element of like how do we get away from COD and God of War? Do you think there's a part of that? Can't really. Hmm. I mean that's always going to be a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean you don't want to be releasing on October twenty eighth. That's for sure. So yeah. Uh, but there's games coming. They're just going to take a different amount of time than we expected. Beth writes in and says, uh, "Do you think the upcoming Assassin's Creed live service game?" Can do anything interesting for the franchise. Uh, so what Beth here is talking about is what was alluded to in the article, um, which there's, there's been some discussion of like, okay, once Valhalla's done, which apparently is getting its final DLC piece, what's next for it? And we heard about is it called Assassin's Creed Infinity or something, something stupid like that? Um, basically, what that's supposed to be is an ongoing live service thing. Which when you say Assassin's Creed and live service, I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's a story-driven single-player story game <laughs> you, you don't do live service with assassin's creed but um basically the idea is that you have your on because it's, it's an online game i don't think there's single player elements to this and again it hasn't been like properly fully announced so we don't know everything yet but from what we've all read the idea is that you create like an online character which yeah last time last time they made assassin's creed online was for unity and it did not last long it did not last long. It was not good. It was basically just an open map where people were assassinating each other mindlessly. And it was boring and directionless and had no point to it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the idea is you create a character. You go into a like hub world of sorts. And there's a bunch of like contract missions and stuff. Kind of in the way that you would do contracts in Assassin's Creed. Like you'd meet a person on the rooftop. They'd say hey this target this place. You can and can't use this or whatever. Or you have to do it in this time. And you'd go over there and you'd do it in the way that you're going to do it. So it's that idea but a bit more extended. Um, I've heard a few people say like. Oh what about if you can like invite friends and create your own Assassin's Creed. And you could do missions together. They kind of tried a bit of a co-op stuff with that in Unity. And again, it just didn't really work that well. I I just don't know that Assassin's Creed with live service or multiplayer can really work. Um, Because I don't know that it really suits that necessarily. 
So um, I don't know. Again, could be wrong. I, I, I've no idea where my interest level is with that. But the thing I want from Assassin's Creed is to bring back Desmond and just finish that story which I was invested in. But this doesn't seem like that's going to be... Like if this is some directionless online thing where you just, hey, level up your character, do contracts. I don't think I'm interested in that. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that can do for the franchise. Uh, at least there's something different that they've... I mean, it's something that they've kind of half-assed tried before, but this is like a f- more full idea of it. But it's just when they tried to do online and co-op and stuff like that before, it was just... It was very aimless. Like, there was no, there was nothing sort of to it. Um, yeah. Because the actual, like... The hook of Assassin's Creed was supposed to be... You play as Desmond. He's some guy from New York or wherever he was from. Um, he doesn't know but finds out that his ancestors are a bunch of assassins... He gets put into, not quite voluntarily, but put into an animus matrix type machine. He then gets, uh, you as a player then take control of his ancestors, Ezio Altair. You then play their stories, which is where the historical part comes into it. And you get what's called the bleeding effect, which where Desmond slowly learns the skills that his ancestors knew so that he can do the Assassin's Creed thing in the modern day and fight the modern day Templars and win the day. They got as far as to a point where you started doing stuff modern day with Desmond. And then he... I might as well just say that he died. He died. And then they just switched to a different character. So... And they the, the whole sort of like... Hey, Desmond's going to learn modern day assassin stuff. And he's going to do... He's going to defeat the, the, the Templars in modern day. Because he can't obviously defeat the Templars in his ancestors' time. Because he can't do that. But to stop the Templars like in his time period now... He'll learn how to be an assassin and then stop them. But you never got to the part where you stop them. Because the speculation for the longest time was, oh, are you going to do, like, are you going to ditch the ancestor part of one game and just do a modern day assassin's game where you play the whole thing as Desmond and that could be, like, the last piece, but they never did that. And then now we're doing Iron Man armor with Thanos armor with Ragnarok stuff with a live service game. So, yeah, that's how that was, that's how that's all gone. <laughs> Um. Uh. Where, where, where are you? Because I've talked a lot about Assassin's Creed today. Um. Where, where are you kind of at with the series, and what, what do you think this live service game could do for it? Uh, I honestly don't see the live service being overly successful. Mm. Uh, just because I don't see what they would offer that would make me want to actually be a part of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be kind of the general consensus. And again, Luke Stevens. Um had a video on this um it was one way he it was one way he talked about the iron man vr iron man vr the iron man armor and the assassin's creed live service games and he was like yeah i don't know i just it just yeah so anyway anyway robert i've been talking for a while um which is fine but what do you have to talk about this week uh well first up we have the massive news that uh 2021's a version of Death Stranding from Kojima Productions is hitting Game Pass on PC this Tuesday, the 23rd. In a press release, 505 Games stated that, quote, the original version of Hideo Kojima's critically acclaimed and genre-defying epic lands on the Microsoft ecosystem for the first time, available to audiences who are subscribed to the PC version of Xbox Game Pass. The important phrasing is, quote, the original version, 
implying that the Game Pass version does not have improvements and additional additions made to the Director's Cut version, which includes new story missions, weapons, delivery equipment, and combat mechanic. Um, This could possibly be due to licensing agreements between Kojima Productions and Sony. Uh, The Director's Cut landed on PS4 and PS5 in September 2021, and while the upgrades were made available on Steam earlier this year, it's possible that there's an existing console exclusivity deal that prevents them prevents the upgrades from being released on the Game Pass, kind of the, the kind of deal that Microsoft referred to as blocking fees, if you remember that whole fiasco a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, Death Stranding isn't exactly light on things to do. Um, so if you're a Game Pass subscriber for PC, um, you'll be able to download and play that in a couple of days. Hmm. Yeah. This is an interesting play by... Uh... Kojima, I suppose, uh, or not just him, but obviously it's his Kojima Productions company, because um, the way I like to talk about this stuff is business competition, Um, because if you are an Xbox user, not a PC user, so like me, and you're looking at Sony's games and thinking, damn, I want some of those, I want to get myself a PS4 or PS5, and you look at this news and because to me that this makes sense to do this uh, that there's two reasons as to why I might as well talk about them now one is because of course uh, in the was it the E3 stream whatever they did for Microsoft Kojima made the little announcement that he's working on a game with Microsoft he mentioned about the cloud and stuff but he's working with them um, and the other reason it makes sense is um, because there's still prevents um because to me P- pc is kind of a non-player in the whole business competition stuff because pc is just pc like you can get so many games on pc anyway um is if you're sony this isn't this still isn't quite on your rivals uh ecosystem because it's pc's game pass and not xbox's game pass so that's kind of how that makes sense to me. But yeah, the, the first part I think is more interesting, which is Kojima uh, getting into bed slightly with, with Microsoft, uh, which he's free to do that. He's got his own independent company, um, and he's not like in an exclusive deal with anybody. He's probably got deals going on with Sony and Microsoft, which is interesting. Um, I think it makes sense in the, in the gaming ecosystem if he works with both, because why not? Um, unless one of them, of course, and is like, we already know that he's partnered with Microsoft. They they did an announcement a few weeks ago. Yeah, that yeah. They, he's going to be bringing a new IP to the Microsoft platform. Yeah, yeah, which kind of gives him the best of both worlds because, like, hey, I'm on both both platforms. So, um, but no, what that that's the interesting part about that is, yes, it's Game Pass, but it's PC's Game Pass, uh, which is which is quite interesting. So, so yeah, in terms of that, like business competition stuff sony should look at this and think like okay this still isn't on our direct rivals system it's on their pc version of it so um so yeah it's interesting stuff um yeah death stranding is a game i really enjoyed i don't need to go back and play it i'm certainly not going to try it on this pc because it probably won't work but um but yeah it's a good game uh did you play it i can't remember if you i never got a never got around to playing it so i'll definitely at least give it a chance um yeah, you play Don't know if it'll make it into my rotation of serious gameplay, but you know it's part of Game Pass, and I have Game Pass, so I'm not gonna say no. Cool, cool. 
uh, good stuff and good on you Kojima um, Konami completely screwed you over and you deserve to work on whatever you want to work on so just unfortunately it probably won't be Metal Gear Solid because Konami is Konami so that's very sad anyway <laughs> uh, alright what else do you want to talk about today well speaking of this week uh, Gamescom is this week uh, mm-hmm. Twitch streamer and friend of the show Bex aka Trista Bites is going to be there covering some stuff, working for a couple people. Nice. But the big shows are all this week. Uh, Tuesday is the opening night. It's going to be 8 p.m. UK time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Wednesday is the Future Games show. Thursday is the Xbox booth live. And Friday is the Awesome Indie show. Um, some of the things uh, confirmed so far, uh, Jeff Keeley will be doing a lot of the live streaming. Um They've already been confirmed for Sonic Frontiers, uh, Gotham Knights, oh Hogwarts boy. Legacy, um, among others. Um, for the Xbox show, uh, there's confirmed for Age of Empires 4, Minecraft Legends RTS, Plague's Tale Requiem, uh, Obsidian's upcoming Pentiment Sea of Thieves, Microsoft Flight Sims, and others. Uh, confirmed exhibitors at Gamescom is 2K505 Games, Bandai Namco, Hoyoverse, not familiar with that. Uh, Tencent, Sega, Tail World, Team 17, Ubisoft, and Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a big, big event. So I'm sure next week we're going to have a ton of stuff to talk about from yep. Gamescom. Did you say Activision at any point there? Uh, I don't show them on the list, oh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't there. If they were there... Um, because it is Gamescom, and this is kind of the the first really big gaming convention we've had in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, E3 yeah. is pretty much dead in the water, so this is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, excited to see what's there. Um, and again, uh, I, I, I like Jeff Keighley. I think he does some good stuff. Um, but as I kind of mentioned before, I love him doing that. Like he's really good at doing the game award stuff. Um, I think him when he does like the only show sort of thing, the only main show kind of thing for the summer, it doesn't quite work as well. But when you have E3 stuff alongside his stuff, so his, you know, summer game fest and all that, that's where I think it works because it's not like all just him kind of stuff. Um, cause at some point, surely we've got to have a PlayStation showcase. Like I'm really eager to see something like that, like more God of War, things like that, so, um, I mean, because uh, not all these games will be there, but the games I'm most eager to see, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll always be eager to see Hogwarts Legacy, we, we obviously had the 15 minute presentation a few months back, um, eager, eager to see more uh, COD, um, eager to see what the hell's going on with Crash Bandicoot, because something's going on with that franchise, just nobody can work out what it is, um, even people like a uh, Canadian guy, A, on, um, Twitter and YouTube who like gets other information and stuff even he's confused and if if he's confused about COD then uh, uh, COD then crash then so am I but uh, that's why I asked about Activision because there's there's something going on with crash I just I have no idea what it is which is uh both mysterious and frustrating because I'd like to see my uh my bandicoot back um got if something's gonna come out it's definitely likely it'll come out this week so Hopefully, hopefully. Sooner rather than later would be good. We we just want to know what the game is. Like, <laughs> what what genre? Is it this party game, Wampa League thing that is a mystery? Is it something else? Or if it's a remake of one of the crap games, I'm going to be very uh, annoyed. So, um, 
But uh, yeah, uh, God of War as well. I'm intrigued to see more of that. Um, I don't know what other games. Callisto Protocol. I, I did. I did go back and rewatch that gameplay footage. That looked really good. I, I'm. I'm very intrigued by uh, Callisto Protocol. So, uh, and we don't have a whole lot else left for the rest of this year. Basically, the rest of this year we've got Callisto Protocol, COD, God of War, Last of Us Part One. And I suppose you've got Cloudpunk in in about a week, but yeah. So, um, but obviously this will probably have stuff for next year as well. Um, and I mean I'm intrigued to see like okay, what's up with Spider-Man Two? What's up with Wolverine? What's up with um, other related games? And um, as far as like certainly as far as Microsoft goes. Uh, I have a Series X. I'm willing to do the cheaper sub to Game Pass. Start start giving me some Xbox games. Or even if it's not on Game Pass, I can get those. I have a disk drive now that works, so I can rent those games uh, through Boomerang. So start giving me some uh, new Xbox games, because I'm, I'm ready and I'm waiting. My Series X is there. It's ready and waiting. So uh, show me what you got. Uh, anyway, what do you want to see from, from uh, I must say Game Pass, what do you want to see from uh, Gamescom? Um, obviously hoping for uh, State of Decay 3 announcements. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath for it. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, would love to see it, but not expecting it. Um, hoping a new update on Starfield, because I am still very curious about that game. Obviously, um, I was neither underwhelmed or overwhelmed with the big reveal they did last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that extensively. Uh, basic short version of that is we saw everything we needed to see, um, but not really much more past that. Hopefully, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll get more specifics on that. Maybe a specific. I think there's a release date, but I don't know how firm that release date is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're more than likely going to get some Redfall stuff. I'm not super into that game, but it's I know that's going to be yeah. a presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, so we'll just I'm have to see what it one. is. Yeah, I'm curious about that one. So. Um, one request for Starfield, please make the gunplay better. Thank you. Because um, that that was the one thing that stuck out. Again, I'm very, very picky and hypercritical of gunplay. Uh, so... Yeah, but then again, Bethesda's not really known for its gunplay games. So... Right. But the, the presentation that they showed was, it, it leaned a bit more on that than, than what they usually do. So mm-hmm. uh, just make that a bit better. Again, I'm not expecting COD Modern Warfare standards, but just a bit better than what you showed. But uh, it's not coming out till next year, so you have some time. So, I wonder if we're going to start getting that next year. Like, a bunch of games start moving out of Starfield's way. <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, that's 2020 at some point. Yeah. All right, what else you got to talk about? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about, uh, unfortunately, Rob Hale, a developer for Squid in a Box, uh, lost his fight against cancer earlier this month. Uh, very sad. He's known about it for a while. He's been dealing with it. Uh, Hale's partner, CJ, revealed... The news in an announcement on the Steam form of Hale's next game, Waves 2. Uh, per Hale's wish, um, CJ has made both Waves and Waves 2 free to download on Steam. Quote, this is something that Rob was considering anyway within the past few months as his health entered into more substantial difficulties. I hope this can, get, I hope this can be seen as a parting gift to all those out there that have yet to play either game. Uh, Hale's first project, Waves was released in 2011. It is described as a mellow twin-stick shooter with a distinctive trance beat and chiptune soundtrack. Um, It's gotten very good reviews on Steam. I don't know how I've never heard of this game because I'm a big fan of anything uh, with chiptunes. 
but so yeah, sadly he has passed away, but he decided to give a parting gift and make his games free to play. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a nice thing to happen in a bad situation. Um, mm-hmm. it's nice that like that's cause obviously people, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend to know who this person is cause that would be wrong of me to do. Uh, but for those that did know, we followed his work. I'm sure he had fans and everything like that. Um, and, and friendly and, and family and, you know, people that cared about him. Um, I'm just unfortunately not one of them. Uh, not saying I don't care about him. I just didn't know who he was. So, um, but in terms of, uh, yeah, if it's a case of like these games are going to be free in, in his memory and stuff and, uh, people can go, can go and kind of celebrate that. Um, that's, that's a really, really nice thing to, to do. Um, it's unfortunate what happened. Obviously cancer sucks and everything. Because mm-hmm. uh, we've lost, obviously, you know, things like people like Chadwick Boseman and everything. Like when somebody mentions like cancer now, I I, I kind of think of him straight away. Because uh, luckily, in my own life, I've not had any. F- um, I mean, I've had some family and friends that I think have had cancer, but they've everybody that I've known like personally has, has survived it, which hasn't been a ton of people. It's been like one or two uh, have survived cancer. So um, yeah, a, a friend of the family of mine passed away recently. Uh, from cancer i jokingly called him deadpool because he literally had four different types of cancer and fought it off for about three years uh, um so yeah it wasn't just the big c it was literally in like four different parts of his body mm-hmm. um and he fought that shit off for like three years before he lost that battle unfortunately mm-hmm. life is a battle we all lose eventually um so all we can do is just mis- make the most of what we have and um mm-hmm. celebrate with who we can make interesting podcasts enjoy games and uh mm-hmm. try and enjoy our life the best we can uh there was one person actually who um i won't say the person's name or whatever but uh the, the gardener from next door um who was who was gardening the the same person's garden that i was walking the dog for and again this was a person this was a person i saw in like you know fleeting conversations he was a very nice person though um the, the, the reason i didn't quite bring that one up is um Obviously, my, my neighbor passed away, and I, I wasn't walking the dog anymore. So they like because she had like nurses and all sorts of all, all sorts of people that went around there that like helped her with different stuff. Because um, she was an elderly lady that unfortunately needed help with things. Um, so she had like carers and gardeners, and you know, um, obviously the dog walker, which was me. Uh, the only kind of difference there is because that the person I'm mentioning, the gardener, did pass away from from cancer. Um, he looked in good health when I I last saw him and everything, which is which is nice. That I have like, I guess a nice image of him, I suppose. Um, like he wasn't sort of like in a in a in bad sort of health situation, uh, like visibly. Um, the only difference there is because uh, my neighbour passed away, and then you know the house wasn't being used by anybody, so the dog got moved away, and it, like obviously those nurses and people didn't go around there because there was nobody to look after. The person the gardener i mentioned uh gardener i'm mentioning moved away anyway so again i don't mean this in a bad way i would have likely never seen him again because he i I wouldn't have seen him anywhere unless he popped up at some other garden in the local area um but i mean now i obviously won't because he's passed away but the, the difference there is like even the nurses and stuff that i saw that like i had fleeting conversations with i'll probably never see those people again because again, they'll probably work off somewhere else. Uh, does that that makes sense? What I'm trying to sort of explain there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that that that's kind of the only situation I remember where cancer's like 
you know, since somebody somebody that I know is sort of passed from cancer. Um, but again, I don't know that I would have seen him again. Um, so, but yeah, he was a nice person, and it uh, it sucks that he's he's gone. So, uh, but in terms of this game developer, um, yeah, I hope that he's uh, rem- remembered well, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, what's your what's your history with this game developer? I honestly have not heard of this game before until I saw the news article on it that I was referencing for the story. Okay. Um, but again, I'm kind of shocked that I haven't heard of it. Um, but then again, that game did come out in 2011, so that was over 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, Skyrim's time. Yeah, Skyrim time. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't much into the PC gaming scene then. I mean, I had a PC, but it was even back then it was a pretty dog crap computer. Yeah. Uh, not like the one that I've got now that's significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's something that it's always nice when somebody says, "Okay, I'm leaving this world, but I'm going to try to make it." A little bit better Do after I'm something. gone. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was when Skyrim was on not everything. <laughs> yep, not on not on your uh, your officially sanctioned spying device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and now it is. Um, all right. I is that the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, that's the last story I found. Cool, cool. Uh, well, that's it for the podcast today because we read out all of our notes and everything. Um, so thank you to everybody very much for listening. Um, we had some interesting things to talk about, and again, we'll have hopefully, hopefully some uh, gameplay stuff to talk about, some gameplay to analyze, um, some announcements. Hopefully, we'll sh- we shall see what comes out on Tuesday. In the meantime, you can of course find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org for our TV, games, films, and May Night podcasts. Have a look out for those. There's going to be a few more film reviews popping out in the next week or so. Um, I'll get to some films when I get to them, but I've got a little bit of a list of films to get to, so look out for those. Uh, so look out for all that. EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, please go and check out some of our other content that we've done, because we've done quite a bit of it. Uh, in the meantime, you can support Entertainment Talk and the podcast either by listening to more episodes or by, of course, telling other people. Simply by just telling other people. Uh, tell them about what we do and where they can find it and they can discover the podcast for themselves. You can either do that just by telling people or also by using social media, of course, which a few of us use these days. Uh, so you can do that as well. Uh, if you'd like to support us in other ways, other optional ways, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the Avery podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, there's always, by the way, a uh, if you want to go to the direct... Um, ad-free podcast for this podcast for so for the one that's listed uh there's always a link at the bottom it's called click here for the ad-free episode so instead of you going to patreon and trying to find that you can just click straight on that sign up and then that's the ad-free episode just in case people weren't aware of that but um so yeah it's the it's the link for the same episode in in each post uh for that particular podcast so patreon five dollar ten ten dollar level tier ad-free podcast review options uh, Geek Town for your TV and film news. Uh, if you want to know about renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that sort of stuff, casting news, trailers, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Geek Town Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays, so have a look out for those. Uh, Bex, who we mentioned earlier, friend of the show, um, you can find her streaming very regularly. Uh, Trista Bytes over on Twitch. She does Tomb Raider, classic streams, retro games, chat streams, all that good stuff. Lots of fun, cool stuff over there. Uh, Bex, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. So find what she's up to. You can also find me streaming as well, now and again, on Twitch at eTalkUK. And if you miss any of those streams, the FIFA Career Mode episodes, or the game clips, you can find them all archived at some point 
on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. By the way, if you want to see me playing some of Moss, the stream that I uploaded yesterday is on YouTube. So uh, if you're wondering about that, you can go and find that on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. So check out that one. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.